Welcome to Self-Care Sessions. I'm your host, Robin Taff, and I am a nurse and wellness expert bringing you this podcast filled with your very own self-care sessions. My intention is for you to take a tool, insight, tip, or inspiration for your life from every episode. This week, I am joined by the gorgeous Christine Ahahi. Christina is a member of The Space and she has recently left her job in primary school teaching to pursue opening her own business. We're having a real conversation about the process of changing career, fear of failure, financial worries, bridge jobs, journaling, the huge role that self-care plays and so much more. This is a real conversation about it. The highs, the lows, the fears and everything that comes with it. So, I hope you enjoy. As always, if you do, please let me know. I love to hear from you. But for now, let's get into the episode. Christina, you are so welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Robin. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. I wanted us to sit down and have this chat because you have recently had a lot of shifts in your life. I remember when we met, you had mentioned that you were changing careers, you were building a house and you had a lot of stuff going on. And I wanted to just sit down and have a conversation about that process in case there's anyone listening who might be in that same place who would love to maybe change their career and talk about kind of the struggles and stuff that come with it. Because I feel like we were just saying before this started, sometimes on Instagram, you can look at people and they're in, moving into this new career and they've changed jobs and it looks really easy and seamless, but it's not a lot of the time. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. So I thought it'd be a really good chat to have. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very true. Um, looking in and other people who have maybe done what I've done or done something similar to it, you look in and, it and you think, oh, it's really easy. And sure, if everybody can do it, then so can I. And why not give it a go? And that they're all great feelings to have. And if you didn't feel like that, you would never give anything a go. But it's it's a lot harder than it mm. looks. It's definitely an awful lot harder than it looks. And it's been a huge, huge learning curve for me as well. Um, so a wee bit of my story is I am a teacher and I was a teacher for nine years, nearly 10 years. And I kind of thought, well, if I can teach, I can do anything. <laughs> teaching is a really hard job. And everybody talks about how stressful teaching is and how hard work teaching is. And I kind of thought, right, well, if I can do that, then I can apply everything that I know from that into something else. And yes, I can, but it's definitely not as easy as that. So I was teaching, as I said, for nine to 10 years. Um, and I was actually teaching in a school that was quite a wee bit of a distance away from where I lived. Um, so it was taking me well over an hour there and an hour back again every day. So it was taking its toll on me. And um, I live in the north of Ireland, so it's quite hard to get teaching jobs. I don't know what it's like down in the south, but it's very hard to get teaching jobs if you are not already in the school. Um, so I was applying for jobs closer to where I was from and wasn't successful. And my husband, who owns a business himself, he owns a spar supermarket. Um, he had always wanted me to go into business with him. And that was always what his idea was. Um, but I just wasn't so sure. And he then acquired a building that had two tenants in it. So it was two sort of separate units. And it had two tenants. And one of the tenants left. And he was on the lookout then for a new tenant. And then he just got a brainwave to say, well, 
what about we do something with it? Maybe we should open a coffee shop because we spend our weekends going to every coffee shop in the country. <laughs> so he said that. What about we open up our own coffee shop and uh, you'll run it and you'll take everything that you know from teaching in terms of the creativity in that and put it into that. And I sort of thought, well, this is crazy. This is not wise. But I actually went home and talked to my mom about it. And she was like, no, Christina, go do it. Do it. Go for it. Yeah. You have to do it. And that was then the driving force then. And that all started around January time was whenever mm-hmm. we had the idea for this. And I took a career break from teaching in June. So my job is still safe if I do ever want to go back to it. Took my career break and we opened Brew and Bea, our coffee shop, on the 25th of August. And it's going great ever since, but it's hard work. <laughs> yeah. And I love what you said there because I, I love when, when these type of podcasts, when we talk about like career changes and stuff, I remember when I was trying to change mine and I was working full time as a nurse and I used to go in every day and I'm like, there's so much things that I would love to do myself, like to use my skills in a different way. But I was so afraid because obviously you have rent to pay, you have all this stuff, especially if you grew up in a house. Like I remember my mom and dad being like, you get a, a good solid job that'll get you a mortgage that you can always depend on so like that safety element kept me there for a really long time yeah and sometimes I think when you hear people talk about like changing careers it's almost like you have to jump off this cliff and kind of quit everything and just completely go into it whereas you had said there that you have your teaching job so you were able to take a career break so that's almost like kind of a support network in the background for you to help you with yeah the whole process definitely yeah like I have in some respects jumped off a cliff but I know that there is something at the bottom there to catch me if it all fails and it doesn't work out and I know I'm in a very privileged position because of that because I do have a job that's safe for me at the end of it all I also have a husband who owns a business which I have now went into as well so I'm kind of in both I'm working in the coffee shop and running it but I'm also making waves into his business too you know so I have a wee bit of security there as well so I do understand and I'm very conscious of the fact that I'm probably coming from quite a privileged position but in by the same respect it's still very very hard I'm building a house I have a huge mortgage I've got bills um and right now I'm not earning money from my coffee shop so I'm not that's just the long and short of it I'm not because I've got staff to pay um so looking in on it you would think that oh she has it easy because her husband owns business and she has a teaching job to fall back on but it is still very very hard and very tricky and very scary very very scary so scary so scary especially when it's something new and you've come from kind of something that you've been in for so long and I remember even like I still have um our stories are very similar actually my husband mm-hmm. has his own business and I do kind of all of the the office like businessy stuff so I yeah. do all of our accounting I do our marketing I do all of that kind of stuff so that's like my kind of little support that I've been able to have on the side and then mm-hmm. when I was transitioning from nursing I was doing it in the evenings initially and then I would kind of try to reduce my hours and I went to part-time and I would do it just to have that little bit of support yeah because um, yeah. I found I was really panicky with what might happen or oh like, you know all these thoughts of oh what if it fails what if it doesn't work out mm-hmm. yeah and you have to just keep it's very much a process of stepping through them all the time isn't it yeah it really is it's it's a very much a process too of 
rather than always thinking of, well, what if it doesn't work? What if it fails? What if I don't make enough money? What if I can't pay my mortgage? And my husband now is very, very good at thinking like this. He mm. then will flip it and he'll be like, well, what if it does? But you have a 50-50 chance here. It'll either work or it'll not. Stop always thinking of, well, what if this goes wrong and this goes wrong? Start to think, well, what if it goes right? And then if you start to sort of frame your thinking in that way, you're going to take the right moves. You're going to mm. move yourself in the right directions to make that work. You know, it's mm. nearly like a subconscious thing that you're nearly manifesting it to happen. Whereas yeah. if you're constantly thinking the negatives, and I'm always thinking the negatives, so this is something that I'm really trying mm. to work on. Yeah. Um, If you're always thinking negatively, then you're going to push yourself in a direction where it's negative. Um, and that's something that I'm definitely, definitely trying to work on. Um, so I am now getting myself to the stage where I'm thinking, well, what if this is going to go well? What if this yeah. is the right thing to do? Um, because no matter what, it is the right thing for me at this point in time, because this is the journey that I'm on. And it is very much a massive, massive learning journey for me. Yeah. And I think that's so good um, for people listening to know that, Firstly, if you're thinking of making a change or kind of gradually moving into something else that to have that you don't have to quit everything all at once, you can have your little bridge job or stay in your work and even start in the evenings or even little things like I remember, you know, when you're starting off and you don't really have clarity on what it is you want to do, I would just kind of sit and do a bit of journaling around Mm. stuff that I was interested in or what it might look like just to let my mind go to that place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you that's know? kind of what I would have done as well. Um, way back at the start, like at one point, I was thinking I wanted to open a clothes boutique, <laughs> and then that's where I the direction that I was going in. And then whenever I actually sat down and sort of thought about it, journaled it as well, like I would write a journal all the time, all the time. My my house is just you can see over here too. It's just coming down with books <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um. Then I realized that, no, that's not actually the area that I would want to go into. I'm a very sociable person. Like, I like speaking to people. I like talking to people. I like being out and about. I like helping people. And it was whenever I started to think of all of those things and get all those things down in paper, then I kind of realized that the direction I wanted to go into was something sort of hospitality-based, customer service-based. And then that's how then this kind of came about, you know. And then obviously with Connor as well, saying, what could we do with this building? And then that's between the two of us we came up with this idea um, yeah. and it has worked and I even noticed as well you know I would have been spending my days in school like as you say not going full hog into it right away I'd have been spending my days in school and then I would have been coming home and doing bits and pieces for the coffee shop or I would have been taking my weekends and being in the coffee shop and doing a lot of the work myself and then by doing that too I was meeting people they would be walking past and stopping in and saying hello and all. And during all that time, I actually came home one day and said to Connor, this is what I meant to do. Like I meant to be out with these people and talking to them. And I really enjoy like getting to know people in the area and having the conversations with them. And, you know, and that was whenever it just all clicked for me that this mm-hmm. was what I was supposed to be doing. Now, I do miss teaching. I really, really do miss teaching. I didn't think I would miss it as much as I do. I miss the kids so, so much. Mm-hmm. But I know I can always go back to it. If this, if my feelings sort of take over, that I really, really do want to go back to it. But at this moment in time, I'm very happy with what I'm doing. Yeah, I love that. And I think that space is so important, isn't it, for your to have somewhere that's that maybe especially in the beginning, that's not other people like 
if if you have people in your life that might maybe be a bit fear, fearful for you making the change or maybe someone who might not understand your desire to do something different your journal is such a safe space because there's no judgment it's just like okay what yeah. do I feel like what do I like what would I enjoy mm-hmm. and it can be just for you but at the same time like I always think my journal is where like every idea or everything has kind of started coming to life it's like mm-hmm. the very yeah. first step and then like you I love that you were kind of doing it in the evenings and then on weekends and meeting people and that kind of expanded your clarity on what it was yeah that you to go into definitely did going back to the journaling as well I find my head is just buzzing all the time there's a million and one different things going on in my head at one time and I find with the journaling getting it out on paper Mm. really gives you clarity it gets it it moves it from in here where it's buzzing about and nothing's making sense and I'm jumping from one thing that I need to do for for example like the house that we're building and then another thing I needed to be doing for school and then another thing that I needed to be doing for the coffee shop but Mm. getting it out onto paper made it make sense for me and then I was able to then see it and then action it then rather than it just being in my head constantly. So I'm a huge advocate for journaling, huge. And yeah. any sort of wee thing that happens in my life, that whether it be personal, whether it be to do with work, whatever it may be, I'll journal about it. And I also find as well with the journaling, if I find it hard to explain how I'm feeling mm. to, for example, Connor, um, some like way back at the start whenever I was really struggling with everything that was going on and I was finding it very very tough he would have asked me quite a lot you know um, well what is it that's wrong or how can I help you and I was never able to say because I, I couldn't I could not verbalize what was going on mm. with me but I could write it down and I was able to write it down to him and hand it to him and then he was able to read it and he was like right okay well this is what's wrong now yeah. it makes sense you know so journaling has been a huge 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 help for me in yeah. all of it. it really really has and can we talk maybe a little bit more about kind of maybe the doubts or the fears or those initial struggles that you experienced? Um, I think it's so important to normalize them and like to have conversations about them. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. My, the biggest fear, and it's something that's it's still an ongoing fear of a few big fears is the financial side of it. And mm. um, so I have pumped a lot of money between loans and personal money and family money, a lot of money into this. And then you have the worry, am I ever going to see a return on this? Am I ever going to be able to pay back all of these loans? Am I going to be able to make any money myself to pay everything else that I have got going on? Like I left a job that was a very well-paid job. It was a stable job. I was getting my paycheck every single month. Um, I was getting my holiday pay. I was going to, if I was ever to get pregnant, I would have my maternity pay. I'd have my sick pay. I had all of those things. And then I just left it mm-hmm. into the complete unknown. So financially, there's a lot of fear there. A lot mm-hmm. of fear. Um. Doubts and things like that is my own confidence in my ability to do it. You know, I found that to be probably the biggest thing, even before the financial side of it. I found my own doubts in myself have been huge. You know, I have for the first month, even before we opened, I would have been crying every single day thinking I am not cut out for this. I can't do this. There's no way I am fit for this. I am a good teacher. I'm just going to stick to that. I know how to do that. That's safe for me. And I can just stay there. Whereas this was completely new, completely new. And there are still things every single day 
that are new. So for example, like running payroll. Running payroll, I nearly cried my eyes out the first time I did it because it just didn't make sense to me. None mm. of it did. Whereas I think I've kind of now got myself to the stage where I'm looking back thinking, right, well, everything didn't make sense to me at the start and now it does. Like now I know how to do my order. Now I know how to do costers. I know how to run payroll. I know how to make rotas. And I didn't have a clue about them at the start. Yeah. So now I'm kind of getting myself into a way of thinking that if I am hit by something new, we're like, right, well, no, I figured this out before. Mm. I can do it again. But it's trying to stop that wee feeling in your stomach. Yeah. That anxious feeling that will creep up and trying to tell it that, no, hold on, you can do this. Just take a step back, chill for a wee second, go outside, get a wee bit of fresh air, take a few deep breaths, um, do all of those things that I know how to do to try and get myself back into the mindset where I can tackle it head on. Mm-hmm. You know, so that would be, between the two of them, they are my biggest things, is yeah. the financial side of it, and then my own doubts in myself, whether I'm actually mm-hmm. fit for this or not. And I am very, very lucky that I have got Connor because anything I don't know, I'll just run to him. But then again, that's something too. This is just yeah. opening up a whole pile of stuff now. <laughs> um, I would have been an extremely independent person mm. and would have fought all my own battles and would have done everything by myself and wouldn't have needed anybody to help me. And now I am totally reliant on him. Mm. Well, I feel like I am. He'll not say that I am, but I feel like I'm very reliant on him to help me and to coach me through things. And, and that I find a wee bit hard as well. Mm-hmm. That I'm having to rely on somebody else. And that's not a bad thing. It's fine having to rely on somebody else and having somebody else to help you. But it's because I was the person that did everything myself and never yeah. needed any help. That's been a big shift for me, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I love your mindset about being like, okay, well, I've figured stuff out before. Whatever comes up, I can figure it out again. And I feel like this conversation is so spot on um and like even before this podcast I went out <laughs> I always go to the beach when I'm stressed because like my place I feel like I can take a deep breath yeah and I went out because on both sides so like my husband is self-employed and then I have my wellness brand and some days I feel so overwhelmed with learning new things like you said the on his side there's managing staff there's the payroll there's keeping on top of finances there's doing all your VAT returns and there's all this stuff and I remember I just went out earlier on I was like I actually feel like my head's gonna explode mm-hmm. because yeah. I just it, it feels like really heavy especially when you're not yeah. used to doing all that kind of stuff it's yeah it's so new it's oh what if I fuck this up what if I don't do mm-hmm. it right yeah but like huge, I don't think huge. you can I don't think you can do this stuff without those thoughts no you can't and I think if you were doing them without those thoughts too it wouldn't be great either I think there, there's a balance between it yeah. between being aware of what if I fuck this up and not being aware of it you need to find the balance because if you're somebody that's just, just coasting through this not being aware of the mistakes that you can make and that's whenever you're going to make mistakes you know there yeah. definitely is a fine balance but I know I'm way way on the opposite end yeah. I'm on the scared to touch anything in case yeah. I make a mistake. <laughs> That's where I am at at the minute. Sage yeah. accounting software, scared to go anywhere near it. <laughs> oh, what I feel like as well, the only way that you can get confidence in anything is by taking the action mm-hmm. because things feel so much scarier before we actually do it. Yeah. So I've tried to convince myself, even if it's something new and I'm like, I have no idea, like I didn't do business in secondary school I did nursing I 
have zero like fuck all business skills yeah me too and sometimes but I find that when something comes up and I'm like okay I'm really overwhelmed I don't know how to do this if I can just dip my toe in so Mm -hmm. if it's like go online and do a bit of research on it and try and and make a little bit of movement like break it down it helps me feel like okay if I, I can do that one step and then I'll learn about this next thing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I found that as well. I found because obviously I am in the shop as well, and um, so I'm t- trying to do the both. And the shop is a whole other ball game as well. Connor, my husband's shop, and mm. um, and I'm just dipping my toe in and things there, you know, to make it feel like I have achieved something, and make it feel like I am making moves in the direction that I want to go. Um, another, it's, it's been a shift for me as well because I am the ultimate perfectionist. And I want everything to be perfect right there and then. And I'm a control freak. God help any of the girls who work for me. God love them. Uh (laughs) I'm such a control freak. But that's something that I have had to try and change ever so slightly. That Mm. things aren't going to be perfect first time. You know, I am learning in the same way as what you're saying there now. Like, I don't have a clue about any of this sort of stuff. I am learning. I don't have to have it all figured out in a day and know exactly how every single thing works in a day I can just dip my toe into it and figure it out as I go along rather than having to have it all perfect all in one go and that's been hard for me to try and get to that stage um because there is the fear there as well that something major is going to go wrong and the whole thing's going to come crashing down around me yeah but whenever in reality it's not really you know that's not really going to happen that's me being very illogical about the whole thing yeah yeah I think that's so good for everyone listening as well to know that if you are in that place where you're considering it or you want to dip your toe in or you want to to see what options you might have if you are feeling fear if you're feeling doubt if you have financial worries if you are experiencing stuff that we are speaking about it is so natural it is so So natural natural it is so so natural and I think that's that's why podcasts like this are so good because if you're listening to people talking about how great they are business and how great they are at self-care and how they can go and meditate for 45 minutes and everything's great and wonderful it's not real it's not real life and you're listening to that and then you're automatically thinking right well I'm no good at that and I can't do that and I should never try to do anything like that because I just can't do it Whenever the reality situation is most people are like you and I that do have fears, that do have anxieties about it, that do feel the stresses about it, but that it's okay and that that's completely normal. And I think it's making it that wee bit more normal as well, talking about things like this on such an open open platform. Um, And that it's okay to feel like that and still go for it. Yeah, You know, you don't have to feel like you have all of your ducks in a row and that you have to have everything together to be able then to take the next step you can take the next step and still feel like you don't have a clue what's going on because mm-hmm. that's the reality of the situation yeah. um one of the girls actually in work said to, to me that I'm like a swan on the top <laughs> underneath my legs are going like this <laughs> that's exactly what it's like on the surface you yeah. have everything under control but in underneath it is it's chaos mm-hmm. but you're still allowing yourself that bit that's above water to keep push yourself on yes. you know that that's the bit that's pushing you on you still have everything else that's going on underneath but you're not letting that stop you 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's very much where I am at the minute. I have all this chaos going on underneath, but I'm still pushing on with it and trying to make it work as best as I can. Yeah, that's so good. So good. And I also, like I've learned from my own journey as well, when it comes to things like this, I feel like it is so important to have little tools, little things that you can do because there's obviously like having the fears and the doubts and stuff. But sometimes if they feel so big and so scary that you're actually like, you know, when you're frozen with fear, you're like, I actually can't Mm -hmm. move forward with this. It's too, it's too scary. It's too overwhelming to have little things that you can do for yourself. And I, I wish I knew about them sooner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I remember that when when I opened the space, I remember we were emailing and you had sent me back letting me know um, that you had just started your own business and you were building your house and you had joined for your self-care. What role has self-care played on and off in the process of making that transition? It's been huge. It has. It's It's really been huge. It's something that has definitely been on and off. And so whenever I started all of this and I joined the space, I was very much in an area of my life where things were just starting, you know, and I was still teaching. I still was comfortable in my life and I had the time. I wasn't massively overwhelmed by things. So it was easy for me to sit down once a week and do a meditation or do a journaling. And I really did feel the benefits of it, huge, huge benefits of it. And my sleep and everything improved and my outlook and things improved, which is probably why I have done what I've done. Mm. If I didn't, if I wasn't doing all of those things back then, I don't know if I would have pushed on the way that I have with the business. Mm. Um, So it definitely has had a massive, massive impact in my life. Um, But then whenever things started to go crazy with opening Barumbia, opening the coffee shop, um. I just, I didn't have the same time or the mm-hmm. same, it's wrong to say the same want because there was obviously the want there because I needed to do it. But yeah. it was nearly like, oh, but no, hold on. I have this and this and this and this to do. And these things need to be done for me to be able to open next week. Mm-hmm. Meditating, that's way down the list of my priorities right now. I don't have half an hour that I can go and sit in a dark room and close my eyes yeah. and chill out. I don't have that time, which is the wrong way to think about it because if I had have just taken that half an hour, 30 minutes to chill out, everything else would have been easier and less overwhelming. And I know that. I am briefly interrupting our episode to let you know about the space. If you are listening to this and you're struggling with your self-care, you are feeling guilty about it, you don't even know where to start, the space is open for new members on January 1st, 2024. And we have so many self-care sessions in there. If you're triggered by your boss or your partner or a pregnancy announcement, we have a session for that. If you're anxious or in fear about your ability to change careers or what's happening, we have a session for that. Building your own bridge to create change. We have sessions for everything. So for just a euro a day or even less, if you join as our yearly membership, you get access to it all. If you join on January 1st, you also get access to our exclusive Create Your Year workshop for the space members. And as a member, you get unlimited access to everything. So if you want to join when the space opens, you can join the waitlist below in the show notes. But for now, let's get back to our conversation. And that's why 
now whenever I've kind of got myself into the swing of the business and how things work and I've got myself into routine again I'm starting to get back into my self-care again um I know tonight for example we have our live meditation and I am doing everything that I can to make sure that I'm at that <laughs> um journaling wise I have my journaling again um last week or maybe it was two weeks ago I was finding things very overwhelming um and everything was just coming at me at once and I just went took myself off for a walk I just went outside and I would never have done that um but I just needed to get fresh air so I left and went for a walk so I'm even starting to notice now myself that I'm becoming more aware of it now yeah you know I'm more aware of whenever I'm not feeling so good and that no hold on Christina you need to stop here and you need to chill out a wee second. You need to check in with yourself. You need to figure out what's going on here. And you need to do something to make yourself feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Because unless I do, nothing else is going to work. Um, so I am starting to get back into it again. But that's not to say now that next week it could be a complete shit show again. And I'm not doing mm-hmm. anything again. And I think that's maybe the reality for quite a lot of people. Yeah. Again, going back to like my point that I made before, you're just hearing people talk about self-care all the time and they get up at 5 a.m. in the morning and they journal and they meditate and you think you're awful because you're not doing that. You know, whenever everybody struggles with it, you know, mm. I, I think everybody struggles with it. Um, and I think hearing people say that they're struggling with it is very, very important too um, to make you feel that you're not actually a bad person at self-care you're not bad at looking after yourself just because you've fallen off the wagon a wee bit you know but like that's so natural and I feel like that's nearly what throws so many of us off because we feel like unless we're not doing it perfectly and unless we're not showing up and doing something every day or every week say we miss a few weeks if life is busy that we have failed Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. sack it all in there's no point but actually being consistent is being like okay I have time to do something this week and then if you have three or four weeks where you don't that's okay Mm -hmm. but being like I'm actually going to sit down now instead it's kind of shifting away from that all or nothing yeah yeah Uh you know it it really is the the all or nothing approach wouldn't work with this because it's not possible it's not Mm -hmm. possible with daily life and the daily struggles and the reality of of daily life you know that and as you say, if you feel like you have fallen off the wagon in your field, then you're never going to get back on it again because you feel like you failed, you know. Yeah. So I definitely, I don't feel like I have failed in terms of my self-care because I know that I can pick it up again. I know mm-hmm. that I can do that. And I think as well from being part of the space oh, way, way back whenever I started, it has helped me become more aware mm-hmm. of how I am feeling. Before I joined the space, I would have just pushed on and would have just had all of these feelings going on and but I just thought oh, that's just me that's mm. just normal that's the way I am whereas being part of the space has definitely made me more aware of right well hold on this isn't okay you need to do something about this because you know you can feel better than this rather than just trying to push through things and that's something that I've definitely become more aware of um, and just taking the time to slow down yeah. as well it's definitely made me more aware of being able to do that and I am much better at doing that now much much better it's like it takes you off autopilot because I used to feel like that as well I was I was so used to feeling the same way all the time like always anxious always overwhelmed always stressed that I was like this is just my norm this is just how I feel all the time like there's no difference and then when I started dipping my toe into different tools 
and noticing a shift in how I felt I was like oh I actually <laughs> don't yeah. have to feel this way all yeah. the time uh-huh. and at the beginning that was like a few minutes here or there a walk whatever it was uh-huh. But essentially, and what I've realized that we're what we're doing with all this stuff is we're grounding ourselves. You're kind of regulating your nervous system. So in that chaos that you feel like the stress in your body, like the overwhelm, those few minutes, whether it's your walk, whether it's your meditation or your journaling, you're regulating yourself. So it actually helps you go back to whatever you're doing with your feet on the ground, back in your body. You're not, I find I'm just not as frantic. Like I know now- like with today I needed to sit down I didn't I really didn't have time to go for an hour's walk but I was like if I don't go for this walk I'm going to sit down I'm going to get nothing done because I'm so overwhelmed yeah I've learned to to bring in and it could even be it doesn't have to be something long it can be a few deep breaths it can be like Mm -hmm. washing your hands like just coming back to the moment yeah Yeah. and then Uh doing your stuff yeah I know I find like if I'm getting very overwhelmed by something that's whenever everything goes wrong you know whenever you're frantic everything then goes wrong and it just makes everything a hundred times worse so if I do get myself into a state and I'm not saying that I do this every time because there are times that I get myself into a state and then I just do what I always would have done before Mm -hmm. and just push through it and made all the mistakes and did all the chaos but I do try even just walking outside and taking three deep breaths outside and then going back in again even sometimes all it is is just removing myself from maybe if I'm sitting at the desk on the computer removing myself from there and going and getting a drink of water and coming Mm -hmm. back again and that's all it will take to kind of get myself settled again Mm -hmm. what I have found as well is writing out everything that I need to get done like nearly a brain dump so Mm -hmm. I've I'm probably getting overwhelmed sometimes because of all of these different things to do. So I find that taking myself away from where I'm getting overwhelmed, going to somewhere else, writing everything down and then prioritizing them, numbering them. I actually have a book sitting here that I've done it about half an hour ago um, and sorting it all out. It just then clears my mind Mm -hmm. to then be able to actually take it one step at a time. And I think that that's something that I've learned in the space as well is taking it one step at a time. You use the bridge yeah. um, analogy where we mm-hmm. just, we have ourselves the side of the bridge and then our goal or what we want to achieve is at the other side. And it's just taking one little step each time. And I'm definitely doing that more, more often. And that's where, what I'm kind of doing whenever I get overwhelmed is writing everything down step by step and then just yeah. taking it one step at a time. And if I don't get to the end, it's okay. I can just pick it up yeah. again another time, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I was about to ask you, was there any tools in particular that helped that you found? Because different things kind of stick with different people. Was there anything? Um, but you mentioned the bridge. Yeah, visualization. that would be the main one mm. is the bridge. Try and not try until try not to get everything done one time, getting it out of my head onto paper and then thinking systematically through it um, yeah. really, really helps me. And what I have found from the space as well is during our meditations before I would have joined the space I would have tried to do meditations and I would have just thought no I'm really bad at them because my mind does not shut off I'd be Mm -hmm. thinking about x y and z the whole time through the meditation and not one bit of meditating has happened but now with the space I know now that that's okay it's not Mm -hmm. ideal but it's okay because I've now kind of got myself to point where 
when I'm meditating, yes, all the same thoughts are still going on in my head, but I'm not trying to catch up with them whenever mm. I'm meditating. I'm now lying still or sitting still and I'm seeing all my thoughts and watching all my thoughts happen, but I'm not crying till right, well, I need to go and do that now and then going and doing it because I know at that point in time I'm sitting doing a meditation. So I'm seeing everything happening and watching all of my thoughts happening in my head, but I'm not doing any actions there to catch up with them. Yeah. And that helps an awful lot to relax me and to sort of ground me and help me not be as frantic mm. and not be jumping from one thing to another because I'm just watching them happening. Yeah. I'm just seeing That's them. Your awareness. You're being the observer, mm-hmm. which is for so many of us, we like we feel like we are our thoughts, we are like our mind, but actually you're the one who hears them. And mm-hmm. that noise, yes, some days it can be really loud but you can watch them. You can let them come and go. All the thoughts don't have to mean something. They're not all true. But I think that's where so much of our anxiety and stuff comes from when we don't have that separation to be able to watch them. Uh Then Uh we're in them all the time. And then we, our body comes into them and then we get stressed when we're thinking of that thought. Yeah. And I love that you said that because I know for so many of you probably listening, you're probably like, Oh, I'm so shit at meditating. I can't quiet my mind, but that's not the goal. Your goal is yeah. to be able to uh-huh. be the watcher. Yeah. The goal, I, and I always would have thought that the goal of meditating was to be able to lie down and close your eyes and not think about anything and just completely relax. Whenever I now know that's not the goal. The mm-hmm. goal is, yes, to relax and to try and quieten your mind, but it's your mind. It's impossible. You're yes. always going to have something there. Yeah. And then I, then you start thinking about thinking and <laughs> It just it takes off. It's just a spiral. Yeah, it's a spiral. And to know that that's okay and to know that all you have to do whenever you're meditating is just be aware that that's happening and that's Mm. enough. That has helped me so much. It's helped me want to meditate more. Before, Mm. I wouldn't have wanted to meditate because I would have just thought, no, there's no point in that. I can't do it. So what's the point in giving half an hour of my day up to do that? Whereas now I know that I can actually do it. Mm-hmm. you know even though my thoughts are going mad it's, I'm still meditating I'm still doing it I'm still yeah. reaping the benefits of it yeah I love that and for everyone listening we were chatting about that little bridge visualization so what you can do is in your journal I am um, and I'm so bad at art my bridges look terrible but I always for anything <laughs> that I want to like bring in if I have a goal or like say one of mine and my husband's goals want to buy a house being self-employed I don't know when that's going to happen <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> it's on the other side of my bridge and I am on the opposite side and one step at a time we can move towards it but if I was mm-hmm. to think of it as okay I have a goal to buy a house and I don't have a process to break it down for myself I feel overwhelmed I feel like I'm not getting anywhere I feel stuck and like there's so many things that I haven't got in place for that to happen so I don't really move towards it at all so when you draw your bridge you're just stepping one at a time and especially on those days like we were talking about when you were saying like the fears and the doubts and all that stuff that comes up you don't have to get to the other side that day Mm -hmm. you just take one step and if that step is just getting to the end of the day Mm -hmm. that's fine yeah at least you've moved in that direction yeah you're better to take a tiny tiny step forward than staying in the one place so you are and if you're thinking about right well I have to achieve that today the end goal today you are more than likely going to stay in one place because that's too hard too hard to jump 
yeah from where you're at to where you want to be it's a massive massive jump to take and then you're just staying where you're at and you're not moving anywhere whereas at least if you do little small tiny steps you are getting there slowly but surely you will eventually get there and that's where we were with the coffee shop um you know I had we had the idea in January and I had the goal then was to open the coffee shop and but I didn't just jump from here to there right yeah. away it so many little tiny tiny steps really small steps but it took me there mm-hmm. and it was those small steps that was the reason why I got there mm-hmm. you know it wasn't because I tried to do everything all in one go and if I had have tried to do everything all in one go like for example I had my plan was to open the coffee shop by the first week of July now I don't know who I thought I was leaving <laughs> school at the end of June and opening a coffee shop by the first week of July I don't know how I ever thought that that was going to be possible but that was my that was my aim and obviously then whenever it came to it I realized no there's no way because I have so many little steps that I need to take I can't just jump from here to there and get it done because then it won't be done right either you mm-hmm. know you'll have missed things and things will be half done you're better to take the small steps and do it right rather than jumping forward a million steps and then having to go back on yourself because things were wrong or you suffered because of it you know yeah. and that and that's a huge huge thing that if you do go too quick at something or if you try to do it all in one go you're going to be the one that's going to suffer you know mm. you're the one that's maybe not sleeping or not looking after yourself because you're trying to do everything yeah. um so it's so important to just take the small steps and not to beat yourself up because you're just taking small steps now I sound like I'm great and wonderful and all this stuff I wish I would take some of my own advice <laughs> <laughs> Looking but it's, it's, it's easy to say all of these things and then whenever it comes in practice it <laughs> doesn't actually happen but I'm getting there with it you know I do have the awareness of it now it's mm. just something that I just work on try to work on every day yeah it's a constant work in progress yeah constant would you have any advice for someone listening who is thinking about changing careers or thinking of whipping out their journal tonight and having a browse of ideas and stuff what would you tell yourself I would say don't put yourself down a rabbit hole that no this can't work or all the negatives of it or why you shouldn't do it try to think of all the reasons why you should because if you think of all the reasons why you should you're more than likely going to take the leap and take the jump if it is something that you really really are thinking about Think about the positives of it. Um, it's a hard one because I know I had a safety net. So that would be something that I would encourage as well is to work out how you could have a safety net because that will make things easier. You know, um, I don't know what it would be like to take a leap and jump without a safety net. So I can't mm-hmm. advise on that. So I know, obviously, I said before, I'm in a privileged position whereby I could take a career break and there are so many jobs out there that can't. But maybe your safety net might be that you will start to put money aside every month um, from your wages to give yourself five months worth of money that will tide you over. You know, you find as well that you need less money than you actually think you do. Mm-hmm. because I find that as long as I have paid my mortgage and I'm paying my bills that's all the money I need right now you know my shopping d- different things like going out and things like that you don't need to do any of those things whenever you are opening your own business because that takes pr- your priority you know um 
So I would say trying to figure out some form of safety net just to make yourself feel a little bit more content. Because I know if I didn't have a safety net, I wouldn't feel as content as what I am right now. I have thought about all the what if this feels and I have done the same thing I have listed out everything that I can do if it does feel and it's all there so mm. I know that I'm going to be okay it will be fine it the big thing just like I said before is the thought of what other people are thinking of you mm-hmm. you know and how you weren't able to make it a success but as long as you know yourself that you did everything in your power to make it a success and for whatever reason it wasn't then that's all you need to do mm-hmm. you're the person that is going to be living with it so you're the person that you need to make sure that you've done everything that you can you have not let other people hold you back not let other people's beliefs and opinions hold you back that you've just went for it um something actually i would have taught a lot of the children in my class because um i found after covid children were getting very anxious and very scared and weren't resilient at all you know in certain things and just coming up to sports days and they were scared to take part in races and that and I would have always just told them feel fear and do it anyway feel mm-hmm. fear and do it anyway and that was something that I tried to instill in them and then every day now I'm just telling myself feel fear and do it anyway Christina you just yeah. have to do it There's what no would you do if you weren't afraid and just go do that thing yeah yeah exactly and there's so many people in this world that aren't afraid and just go for it and they're the people who are making moves and who are being successful because they're just taking the risk and um, but that's something that is just so 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 hard to do yeah yeah but there is ways around it definitely and I love that you said they were probably my exact pieces of advice your safety net so if you can't have like 
a bridge job or something on the side while you're doing it to have that safety net of like six months you spend a bit of time putting some money away and go okay I can afford to pay my rent while I look Mm -hmm. for a job if this doesn't work out or whatever or like I did get a bridge job so like I remember at one stage I was working some nights so I could do my own bits on my days off during the day to have a bit more time or like when I was GP nurse and I was switched down to part-time and then try to do my stuff in the other half the time because I wasn't ready I was too afraid with the financial side of it to To just go fully in Mm -hmm. which I think stops so many of us so if you feel that way that's totally understandable but like Mm -hmm. Christina said your safety net or a little bridge job or something that you know is there you can subconsciously check in okay I have something there that I can fall back on if this doesn't work Mm-hmm. And then one step at a time, get yeah. out your journal tonight, write down your your ideas, your things you're interested yeah. in. And I, I write down things that you're good at as well. You know, things that you know in terms of your personality and the type of person you are, mm-hmm. the things that you are good at. And then that maybe can guide you into where you could go, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And where you start, like you said, is not generally where you'll end up. Like mine started off looking very different to where I was now. But the more Mm -hmm. I got used to like practicing being more authentic and listening to my interests and what lit me up, it gradually changed. But it had to start with what felt easiest as well. Yeah, that kind of way. So it felt easier for me to do like my little nutrition clinic at the beginning on the Mm -hmm. side. Because if you had said to Robin like six years ago, oh, you're going to do like a wellness business and you're going to teach meditations and you're going to do all this stuff I'd be like no I'm not (laughs) (laughs) no way I am doing that whereas now it feels so right but I wasn't ready back then but I just needed to Mm -hmm. gradually move towards gradually go at my heart yeah yeah and that is it it just taking one step you don't know where then the next one's going to go Mm. you know and but you'll never know unless you take the first step. You know, if you yeah. just stay where you're at, you never know where you could end up and whether you could be so much happier where you end up. You know, like right now, um, where I'm, I'm at, although it is so, so hard and I am finding it quite difficult, especially at the start, I am happier now mm-hmm. than what I was before. Um, It's funny, me and Connor actually were talking about it the other night. Like, I don't have the Sunday night dread anymore. Yeah. Which I find mad. <laughs> There's no Sunday night dread. And, like, I love going into school and seeing the children and seeing all my friends in school. Like, I miss the girls in school so much. But I don't have that Sunday night dread anymore because I feel like I'm on a path now that's more enjoyable. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. But I just, I don't have that Sunday night dread. Plus, maybe it's because I'm working every single day. <laughs> There's no such thing as a Sunday night anymore. But I think if you have a Sunday night dread, that's maybe something to look at then as well. Mm. Is why am I having that? And if I shifted something or changed something here, would it stop that from happening? Or, you know, there's always room for change. You're not, mm. don't have to be stuck in one thing forever you know, in yes. the one job forever. And I would have always thought that. I thought I'll go to uni, I'll get my teaching degree, I'll get my job, I'll get a permanent job and that's me. Life. And if same way as you're saying, if you had asked younger Robin six years ago, if you had asked me two years ago, mm-hmm. absolutely no way would I be doing what I'm doing. 
Yeah. You'd still be a teacher, you know. Yeah. Um, there's no way that this would have even entered into my radar. And it's just funny how the way life can take you, you know. Yeah. And, and I think it's a good let, idea. Sorry, go on. And just if um if you let life take you, it's just funny how yeah. it can take you in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. And I think as well, what we mentioned at the beginning, it's important if it is, especially when it's something new, unless like you obviously had your husband or your partner or whoever to talk to about it, keep it to yourself while you're kind of brainstorming. Because sometimes when you have fears from other people or maybe they have grown up and they're like, oh, well, like you have to just stay where you are. Like, why would you leave? That's stupid. That's so insecure, like not secure. You don't need those fears at the beginning. You don't, whenever you already have all your own. Yeah. You know, yeah. You nearly so need to mindful. have it. Yeah. You nearly need to have it sort of concrete in your own mind that, mm-hmm. no, this is what I'm going to do. Because if you don't have that concrete in your own mind and then you start hearing other people's opinions, then you're going to start to waver a bit, I think. Yes. Whereas once you have it completely concrete in your head, this is what I'm going to do, other people's opinions then won't factor into that yeah. because you're just going to do it anyway because this is you've got yourself fully committed to it yeah, yeah. you're right yeah. yeah one person that you can trust or your journal and then take mm-hmm. it from there I think is really important what are your goals for your business do you have anything that you're working for keep it a, keep it afloat <laughs> <laughs> I would love love to grow it that I could look into having a second one mm-hmm. um, or maybe another version of it. So right now, Brew & Bia is a coffee shop and it's a brunch sort of style cafe. So it's hitting a certain demographic. Um, I would then want to, rather than replicating it and putting it somewhere else, I would want to do the family version of Brew & Bia where people will bring their kids to and there could be birthday parties and things like that. And it obviously me being the teacher, that's the way my head's going. Um also doing a brew and beer that could be for older people, you know, like a social mm-hmm. club for older people on a Tuesday and a Wednesday afternoon where they come and they get tea and scones and you know that sort of element rather than trying to fit every demographic into the one, having it develop that there are separate areas and separate entities for different types of people. Um I'd love to extend it as well that we could have like a tapas section of the rest of a restaurant as well and open up in evenings and things like that. And I'd love as well for me and Connor to do things with the shop as well and bring it up a level as well. And I don't know how I'll ever be able to help with that because I don't have a clue what I'm doing. But <laughs> those are the goals. Too. Yeah, those are those are the goals. And the main thing though is I'm saying all these things like but the main thing is that I'm happy whenever I'm doing it you know like yeah I didn't leave a job that I was happy in and that I enjoyed go and then do a job that I'm not happy in like I want I want to be happy going to work every day and I want to feel fulfilled whenever I'm going there I want to feel content in life Mm -hmm. you know like I'm coming to the stage where I want to start a family and we're building our house you know I I want to feel happy every day Mm -hmm. and feel content every day and feel fulfilled every day and your job is such a huge huge part of that because it's where you spend the majority of your day Um, Mm and especially whenever you're self-employed you spend most of your day doing it so 
I want to make sure that it's always going to be enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. And the time that it starts to be difficult again is the time that I need to start looking at it again and thinking, right, well, what do I need to change here to ensure that this mm-hmm. isn't going to go down a road that I don't want it to go? You know, so yeah. that would be my You're intentionally goal. creating it the way you mm-hmm. want it to be. Yeah. Which I think is is so great because we're we're not really taught that we can do that with things yeah. you know um I was listening to a podcast this morning and they were talking about careers and she was like do you not think it's mad that we grow up and you go to school and then you have to at 18 pick a course that you do that's going to be your job for life and if you don't stay at that job even though you don't like it that's stupid and yeah. you do that until you're able to retire just so you can pay your bills and then you have your bit of retirement and then we die and then you're gone yeah it's crazy it's like Whoa. It is completely crazy. Like I have so many people who say to me, what about your degree? What about the degree that you worked really hard for? And you're like, it'll still be there. I still have you know? it. It's not gone. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing the same thing every day without ever trying something new. And yeah. there are people that do think that you're not wise for doing it. You know, but like I said before, you just kind of have to hear them, but mm-hmm. move on anyway you know because it is something that you want to do but it is it's crazy that you go to school and you get your qualification and then you work in the same job and if you don't stay in that job then you're considered you failed at that job Mm. for whatever reason and then you retire and then you're gone you know Mm. which is mad mad especially I find in a job like the job that I was in everybody stays in teaching you know it's Mm. very rare that somebody will move out of it because it's such a secure job and it's got great holidays and (laughs) you work nine to three every day even though you don't you work longer than that but people think that um Mm. and to see it's safe so very rarely do people leave it it's the safety Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but it's okay to break through that every so often yeah and change it up every so often from two people who left like yeah but I was going to say from two people that have left very traditional jobs that are seen deemed secure and like get you a mortgage and retirement and all that kind of stuff if you want to dip your toes in something else do it you can yeah you can Mm -hmm, definitely don't Mm. live your life regretting it not trying it yeah you know because you can always go back absolutely and I love that I always find with podcasts and stuff and I, especially during my transition, I would fill my mind with stuff like this, stuff that expanded me. So like listening to people who have done it before, listening to the positive stories, listening to the tips, because it, it helps you build your trust and you believe, you see to believe that it's possible for you too. Yeah, yeah. that's what you need to be hearing. You know, you need yeah. to be hearing about people going and doing it and being having success with it and rather than because the news and twitter and everything's just always doom and gloom it's always Mm. about cost of living crisis and places closing and businesses shutting and things like that and if you're constantly taking all that information in you'll never move forward in what you want to do because the fear will hold you back because you're listening to the negative things all the time whereas Mm. things like this will help you sort of see the other side now i would have found that um I would have seen a lot of, you know, like quotes and things like that on Instagram about mm. taking the risk and taking a leap 
and things like that. And those were the things that would always kind of pushed me on or seeing people on Instagram like yourself as well, like doing it. You know, people mm. who were in similar situations to me, the same like with you, with the government job, safe, secure job and going and doing it. That was kind of like, it was inspiration nearly mm. to go and do it myself. Um, and it's hearing things like that and seeing things like that are the things that push you on um, because you see that it is possible. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, thinking about it, we're rooting for you too. Yeah, we are. You, you can are. do it. If you need any help, call Robin. Yeah. She knows more than I do. <laughs> Tell us, where can we find Brew and BF for anyone listening who might be in the area? So we are based in a wee small village called Ahar in County Tyrone. Um, mm-hmm. But you can find us on Instagram at uh, Brew and BF. So it's B-R-E-W for brew, as in coffee, mm-hmm. and then and, A-N-D, and Bia, B-I-A, which is the Irish word for food. So Brew and Bia. And we're on Facebook as well. We're trying to get into the TikTok world, but I'm 31 and I don't know how to work it tiktok kind of scares me oh my god i don't have a clue how to do it the comments in tiktok are like you just don't know what people are going to say i'm like i don't have my mental health is not ready (laughs) no i can't it's too much (laughs) it's too much it is too much definitely so instagram is where i'm facing everything on for now (laughs) yeah instagram is nice christina thank you so much thank you so much for having me robin i love that thank you